to another episode of the 423 Soccer Pod, the podcast that CFC built. This is Jim, a.k.a. Chad Gooner. And this is Todd, the great footballer. And tonight, Todd, we have a, a treat. We are, there's a, an ending and a beginning, uh, both in, in one episode. We're going to spend a little bit of time with Claire Tooley, who was the first uh, supporter, bo- supporter board owner, supporter owner board member. That's a lot of things to say. Uh, we need a different yeah. way of, of, of saying that. Well, she was the first board member representing the supporters. How about that? And we're going to talk. A I little, mean, that just rolls right off the tongue. Right. We're going to talk to her a little bit about uh, about her experiences for the last two years. Um, Todd, I, I don't know if you remember, we spoke with her right after she was chosen. So that means that we've been doing this for over two years and I, I can't. That's that's kind of shocking to me. I don't know. I don't know if it's mm. shocking to you, but it is. Uh, yeah, I can't believe that that there's still people out there that would actually listen to anything you and I have to say. Well, I don't know if there's still people listening, but we're to- we're still talking. So that's well, their- I think they're more interested in what the the people we interview have to say than us. We're just like a, a medium by which to hear other people talk. Yep. And then and then once uh once we talked to after we talked to Claire, then we brought on the second board member who represents the supporter owners for the Chattanooga football club. And that was Jamie and Williams. And we just spoke with him. Uh, and so let's uh, Todd, you know, we've, we've um, we're not going to talk about the matches tonight, right? Cause we've got plenty to talk about with the, with the two board members. So I think we, we, you and I are going to maybe catch up next week after the San Diego game and, and chat about both the LA game that that happened last weekend, and then the the San Diego game that's that's coming up this weekend. We'll talk about that next week. Is that that so good with you? If there, that's good with me. But I, I just want to be transparent, since that you'll notice that that's a theme moving forward in the podcast. I just want to be transparent. The reason we're waiting is for me is so that is for balance. I need something <laughs> to balance the LA game. Okay, yeah, I need some balance. So you can read into that what you want. Basically, yeah. what I'm saying is I really need a W this weekend, okay? Right. Yeah. Because I just can't have the, the L.A. game to talk about or I'm going to sour. And I don't want to sour. That's right. That's right. So, Todd, let's let's just start the interview. Let's go right to, to the interview with Claire. And uh, we will be back uh, after both the Claire interview and I think we're going to go straight into the Jamie interview. And we'll be back right after that. All right. Bye. And uh, I'd like to welcome back to the podcast someone who's been on a couple of times, and and you know her as the CFC supporter board representative, Claire Tooley. Claire, how are things going with you? And I understand today was your last board meeting. It was. I'm a supporter board member emeritus, I guess. I'm not, uh, we need to come up with an official title for that. <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, my last meeting today, and it was a little uh, bittersweet. Um, I will say I'm excited because one of the last things I got to see was some of the early mock-ups for uh, next year's kit. 
and that's been ah. uh, one of the things that I've loved the most is getting to see those and put some input on it. So I'm planning on emailing Paul and saying, I know I'm not a part of this anymore, but <laughs> here are my opinions. <laughs> well, that's awesome. If you wouldn't mind, you know, this, you, this, this is the end of a two-year term uh, for you. Uh, could you just kind of summarize your experience with with the club and and maybe talk a little bit about um, you know your expectations going into this and we talked to you soon after I believe you were announced uh, a couple of years ago I believe now yeah and, um, and so and, and how have uh, how have expectations uh, been met or how have things differed for you than, than what maybe you expected this to be yeah um, you know I think when I came in my expectations were a little all over the place you know I was the first person to have this job not just in Chattanooga, but anywhere. And there was not much of a template to go by. And I think we didn't know what, we didn't know exactly what the supporter base looked like and what they were expecting. And so there's been a lot of, you know, it was a sort of a big blank page when I started and started to fill it in as I went. And I think the pandemic is a giant asterisk to all of this. You know, a lot of the plans that I had to connect with supporters revolved around games. And we just ended up having so few of them last year. And the ones we did have were under kind of weird circumstances. And it wasn't necessarily a time that you were going to say, yes, please come up to me, random person to talk about things. So that really impacted a lot of my strategy. And I think like a lot of us, you know, in March, I thought, well, you know, it's just be two months and I'll recalibrate after that and just kept having to push that out. And meanwhile, found that sort of um, the not in-person interactions were also a little difficult because I just didn't realize the amount of information that I would be getting in board meetings that, you know, 90% of it would be stuff that it's not for public consumption yet. And that's either because it's things that CFC is working on that's top secret, like the uh, partnership with Wolfsburg. That was something that we talked about a lot for a long time. Mm -hmm. Or things that are not ours to share, like league updates, uh, teams that want to come in, teams that might want to get out, um, things about players. You know, that's just not my business to share. And so that also made it hard to, you know, I couldn't really give an update because it would be like, well, we met for two hours and I can tell you that we talked about that the kits are delayed getting in, but we hope they're <laughs> going to be in a month and that's it. Yeah. So that, that made things difficult, you know, and just the pandemic, like I said, that, that made it hard. <laughs> but, yeah. I, I, you know, it's, it's hard to, you, there's no way you could have expected uh, expected the the two years to be exactly what they were. So it's it's hard for me to, you know, it's hard for me maybe to ask you how. Uh, it's probably an easier question to answer the ways the ways it matched your expectations than uh, it's probably fewer of those because of the the impact of the pandemic. Um, what are what, if uh, if you don't mind to to kind of talk about what what are some things that um, surprised you about how the club operates or um, you know, you know, as a fan, we have a certain view mm -hmm. of, of the club and the team and, and, and what place we have, what, what surprised you in, in how the club is, is ran or, uh, the impact that the club has in the community? Yeah, I think one thing 
and this came up today, just, and this is sort of on me not being someone who's um, a big follower of UTC sports, but I always sort of thought of Finley as like, that is the FC's place. And like, no, Finley is a separate city entity and we have to deal with them in the same way that we have to deal with a lot of third parties. And, you know, sometimes things that I sort of been like, oh, you know, I miss that we, you know, back when we had the reusable beer cup, I wish you could do that. And it's like, no, there are other reasons beyond our control why we couldn't do it. And um, so things like that, just the sort of day-to-day game things that you take for granted. Learning more about that, you know, how, like I mentioned earlier, the kit designs, something that if you had asked me to think about it, that a lot of work would go into it. But I really hadn't thought about it. And, you know, we have seven or eight to go through, you know, that they have put together and they're all have these different interesting variances and that I never would have thought about it just because I buy it and it's a complete object. And I don't think about the thought that went into it. Um, I'm trying to think of other things, but yeah, just a lot of those things that every game day I take for granted. I don't anymore. (laughs) Yeah. So looking back on your two years, you know, do you, do you have any regrets or, you know, I mean, we talked about the pandemic and its impact on, uh, and maybe it's impact on, on the, the way you communicated or the way you couldn't communicate anything else you look back and say that, uh, maybe you or the club, uh, um, like any, that we missed an opportunity or regrets over the last two years? Yeah, I think I wish I had been a more proactive in, end of 2019 and figuring out how I was going to communicate with people and start that up early because then I, I had sort of been thinking, eh, it's the off season. I'll figure it out when the season starts. And then the season started and stopped. And (laughs) like a lot of people, I, you know, it's been a rough past 18 months and it's been hard to get past some things, but that's something that I think even without a pandemic still would have been a bad plan because it could have been like, well, the season started and now, everyone's super into that. And I don't feel like this is the best way to connect with people or, you know, I think I just, I put that off longer than I should have. And yeah, now we'll, we'll never know if that would have worked out okay without the pandemic, but I think that's something that I should have started thinking about from the ground running and not tied it in my head so closely to my communications will be very game day oriented. Mm -hmm. So uh, on, I guess uh, on the flip side, what, what do you, what are you most proud about in terms of your involvement with the board or the, the board's um, shaping of the club overall over those pa- over these past two years? I think it would have happened without me, but I'm very proud that I was the one who, you know, first meeting said, Hey, women's team, what's happening with that? <laughs> um, you know, I learned, I, you know, my thinking at the time was, and I think I've made this joke before that, you know, I thought, okay, the women's team switch is in the off position. We just have to put it in the on position and it'll be fine. You know, it's, it'll be super easy. We had one before we can have one again. And, you know, and learning more about how it had been structured before and how that was not a great structure and it was time to rebuild from the bottom up and that it was going to be a process. And again, something that the pandemic messed with, I think that, had 2020 proceeded normally, we absolutely would have had a team this year. That was part of the plan. And so, you know, it's it's a bummer that the first time they'll take the field, I won't be in that official position, but, you know, I'm really 
happy that I was able to kickstart that conversation. I think, you know, there were still some on the board. It was so closely tied to the Red Wolves in a way that I think it was a sore spot for them and that I was able to come in with that perspective that, you know, obviously <laughs> didn't love what the Red Wolves did, but it right. wasn't as personal to me. And so I was able to say like, hey, you know, we need to get past that. It's time to start over. Again, I also had a lot of um, naivety thinking that we could get that going in two months or something. But um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really happy to have seen that through and as far as I could. And I can't wait to see where it goes and what they settle on. And we talked about it a little bit today. And I know that the um, new standing committee is meeting, I think, right now. So um, I, yeah, it's just, it's exciting. And to have been even a little part of it, I'm really proud of. So there are things that are, that you uh, started, uh, projects that started with, well, well, during your tenure and you're going to continue, continue on, of course, what, um, and I know you're going to tell me that you can't tell me some things and, and, but you know, what are they going to do to you now, Claire? I mean, come on. (laughs) What are they going to do to you I now? do think I signed an NDA that probably oh. survives any termination. I do remember shoot. that. <laughs> oh, shoot. Well, you should have read that more closely. But <laughs> what, what, um, what are you looking most forward to? Uh, and, you know, and if you want to drop little hints, that'd be great. If you want to just drop some news, that'd be even better. But what, what are you looking most forward to in the next year um, from the club based on, you know, kind of our, our trajectory uh, as you leave? Yeah, I think in the short term, and this is really shallow, but um, there's some great merch that's coming. (laughs) Like there's some really cool super promotions that they're going to be doing sort of end of this year. And um, so that's just, I, every time I go into the merch shop, I accidentally end up spending $50. So I will uh, continue doing that and encourage all of you to do the same. But uh, long-term, I'm really excited that Nisa switched to the North American calendar, Hmm. I think, which seems sort of a very boring technical answer, but just we had talked so much about having the split season calendar and that it never really got off the ground with COVID, but it just made things harder because it wasn't what people were used to and it made messaging around ticketing kind of more difficult and jerseys and it was just, it was never a great fit. So that we're doing spring to fall, I really like. Yeah, I, I found it interesting, though, you know, right as right as I, I heard that those talks were happening and that it would most likely change, which was a, a little while ago. I'm I'm kind of surprised. Mm-hmm. Actually, when Nisa made the announcement, I had forgotten that it hadn't been announced. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, so, I, I mean, I've known about it for a little while, but like right after I heard about it, USL sent, you know, puts out a, a – uh, a, there's a story that USL is thinking about going to the European calendar, which I, I just, yeah. I just found that hilarious that, <laughs> that uh, we're passing by each other in the night here. I, yeah. Um, you know, we always have to be in, in opposition. In some exactly. Way. <laughs> it's, I, I mean, I, I just, I kind of rolled my eyes and just laughed because it's just, it's just the way us soccer is, I suppose. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah. But I think, you know, it's been uh sort of touch and go start with Nisa with, the pandemic and all that. And I think I just, I like this. It feels right. And I think it's going to make things easier for people. Hey, Claire, uh, just curious, did, did you have any um, outgoing words of advice uh, for, for Jamie and coming in today? Yeah, well, we met on Monday night and I 
he asked me a bunch of questions and I told him a bunch of things and um what was was number one do not go on the 423 soccer podcast (laughs) (laughs) no I feel like that's sort of a horrible rite of passage that everyone has to go through now (laughs) (laughs) no and it was just um you know sort of about the level of engagement to expect and yeah I always tell you and you guys are good about it you know tell people to come complain at me and you know that it's that the level of engagement was not as high as I thought it would be. And, you know, we talked to Jeremy recently and he said, you know, the number of supporters who bought shares because they thought it was cool and were into soccer, but not necessarily CFC is a little bit more than we expected, which on the one hand, that's great because we have a good story that people like, and that is good for us in a lot of ways. But it does mean that, the you know the percentage of people who are really super invested is a little bit less than we thought so you know just that you're gonna have a lot of ideas about communication and how to respond to people and just you may have to work a little bit harder at it you know to get to get people to respond to you or that the reach out won't be uh, necessarily what you expect although who knows it could be totally different for him and um but that was just my experience yeah, that that does lead to a. It wasn't. I, I was going to ask a variation of that question. So thanks, Todd, for for reading my mind. But uh, your, your your answer kind of led me to you know what what do you think, um, what what do you think could improve the engagement with the with those, you know, I, maybe you you would call them casual so casual supporter owners, the the ones that aren't incredibly invested. They may not be local. Um, do you have any ideas or have you had any ideas on, on ways to boost? You know, that, I don't that really, because we, I just found this out on Friday. Oh, <laughs> so, okay. um, and I was sort of like, I got three more days of this. I'm not thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I came into the meeting this morning. I was like, I'm sitting at this chair in the back where I don't have the table. Cause I'm not taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I think that that's a good new data point for him. And I think that, you know, pivoting to more online engagements, um, you know, more frequent emails, which is also something I tried to do and and failed at. But I think, and just trying different things, you know, we're talking right now a lot of things with uh, ticketing that are some interesting new ideas to target people who haven't maybe been to a game in a while. And I think maybe applying some of those ideas to the outreach with the supporters and capturing those people who maybe aren't in Chattanooga or don't have an association with the club, finding ways of engaging them more. Well, just, just to follow up on the engagement, I find that interesting uh, point you bring up about, you know, the, the amount of engagement, because I, I would have thought uh, not necessarily based on, I, I just would have thought you would have had more feedback in general. And I always encourage people that have any complaints uh, about the club or anything at all to, to add uh, or to, you know, complimentary or, or otherwise to, to contact you because I always say that that, that is the difference between CFC and and another um, professional franchise that, that you may be involved with, whether it be Major League Baseball or whether it be uh, uh, the Lookouts or, or whatever, is like we as owners have a vested interest in this club and as such we have a representative and as, as such that is 
the representatives' jobs to uh, address, you know, our issues, whatever they may be, and take them to the board on our behalf. And, and it really, it really is one of the the big differences. And I think people take it for granted. Uh, you know, I may hear, you know, some grumbling this, and I'm like, if you hear something, take it to the board rep. I mean, that is what they're there for. Not to just hear general, you know, uh, general complaining, but legitimate concerns and and to ask questions and and that sort of thing. So, uh, I think it. I think you were obviously the as the first. That there's a little bit of a feeling out process and how this is supposed to work, and it's obviously been hampered by the pandemic and that sort of thing. But uh, at, at the same time, it does surprise me that that you didn't have uh, the level of engagement because I, I, I we always encourage our listeners to and and I do online. You know, if somebody has a complaint, I, I'll I'll DM them like, hey, uh, take this to take this to Claire. If you got an issue, take it to Claire uh, because that that was your job. So I think it's what culture culturally one of those things that we're not used to uh, yeah. in America is having this sort of hands on sort of uh, access. Uh, it's almost direct access to, you know, behind the curtain and what goes on. And it just it just takes some growing into and uh, kudos to you for being that that first person to, you know, one of the uh, I don't remember how many people ran in that initial, uh, you know, two years ago, but I, I know it was probably 10 to 15 people uh, for throwing your name in the hat and being the, the guinea pig. So I, I, I imagine it's been quite a ride, but it's also it's also new for the supporters. Uh, yeah, too, so. so much of that's just habit that being me being the first person means that not just that I have to learn what the role is, but that the people on the other side have to learn what the role is. And if you're not used to having that line open, it's hard to remember that it's there. Well, I would, I would deem your, do you, do you, do you, I don't know if you consider your term a success. I definitely do because I, you know, I, I went to most of the home games and I never saw a Claire out sign. <laughs> And that's I don't that's know, but that be I a, feel like that, I need it. That's gotta be a win right there. That's gotta be a win right there. Say <laughs> so no one hired a plane with a banner. <laughs> right. That's right, right. exactly. Yeah. I did I did see one that said Jim out, but Yes. Yeah. Chattagooner out. Yep. That's yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I actually I did um this was not what I was what I was searching for in my in my brain, but this this question, I know you've got stories. I mean, you cannot be a part of this type of or any type of organization for two years and not have not have some really good stories. Now, I'm not going to ask you to to spill any tea. So, but I am I am interested in like the craziest bit of feedback and or questions you got from a supporter. Um, that is interesting. Nothing like fun crazy really sadly um <laughs> okay. like nothing that would nothing, make uh, and, laughing well story. and also hopefully nothing that ended up in a restraining order so no exactly. um exactly. no luckily nothing yeah. that bad either but um I think there were a lot of people who just would send me um like random things about hi I didn't get my owner's jersey <laughs> like well did you order one <laughs> they're like oh. no like well mm-hmm. that's part of the problem there <laughs> but yeah you you, um, you turned into shipping shipping and quality assurance basically um so that's and I was like hey I am here for all questions I may not be able to answer them but I can at least forward them well, on I'll, what, I'll, who can. <laughs> I'll broaden up the question you got a story for us that that that's just a good story uh one you know 
any way you want to tell it. Just a good story from being uh, the uh, first owner rep for CFC over the past two years. But, no, I think one thing, and this is not to, um, or you know what, actually, I do have one really fun one. <laughs> uh, one of the games, I guess it would have been October or November um, 2019. It was actually, I think it was the weekend that uh, Jeremy came down to interview. Um, I ended up getting to sit in the booth with Marshall Brock while he was commentating, and I got to press the button that starts the clock. <laughs> and it was just oh. the most amazing thing I'd ever done. <laughs> <laughs> I felt I like you were going to tell me you for- I thought you were going to tell me you forgot to push it, and so everybody thought the game clock was like five minutes behind. <laughs> no, I was very intensely, you know, finger on the button. Um, and I think when we scored, I got to press the horn button too. So that was oh, no, that see, was a joy. <laughs> see, that's a power move. That is a. So I was going to ask you if you got to hit the the horn button. That's a power move right there. I know yeah. that, that some games, some games we get the horn, and some games we don't. Like the last home game, I felt like we got a lot of horn. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed got, that too. Yeah, we got a horn when we didn't actually score the last game. <laughs> so. Yeah, no false alarm. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean but. that that's that's got to be one of the best. Uh, that's uh, that is so lower league soccer. Like, yeah, I got it to, was just so I got cool. to start the clock. <laughs> yeah, and I was you know I was texting my sister. I was like, show my nephews this, and um, which I could have texted them myself as they are teenagers with phones but i was so overcome i was just like send it to everyone um so yeah that was that was really fun so now now you're you're just one of us again you yeah know, you're, you're just just one of the crowd um what how do you think or what are you excited about and how do you think game uh match day is going to be different for you uh going forward if at all i don't think it's going to be that different um you know i was still always sitting with my family. And um, I will say on an emotional note, game day is no different for me because my oldest nephew just left for college a few weeks ago. Mm. So um, we we have an empty seat now. Uh, But although I did have a friend who just moved to town, so I was like, guess what you're doing? (laughs) I got free (laughs) tickets. Um, But yeah, you know, I think I always, for me, it was always important to be hanging out in the stands anyway on game day and sort of experiencing it at the quote unquote supporter level, because that's who I was. And, you know, if I was noticing things on game day, I wanted to be able to bring them up myself and not necessarily just be relying on something second or third party. And yeah, I don't think it's going to really change much for me. Tragically, it's not like I was getting some sort of amazing beer discount or anything. So, um, (laughs) Yeah. Oh, on that note, on that note, are there any uh, perks that you get? Do you get lifetime season tickets now? I'm not sure. <laughs> I you, I hope so. Oh, well, you should totally. You should I should. totally push for that. Um, I did. Another nice perk was that all of the um staff and board got some really nice uh, windbreakers earlier in this year that are fleece lined. Mm. So uh-huh. and they have really good pockets. So that... Look, I'm just saying you should push for those tickets because if if this podcast can get deemed media, then anything hey, is possible. Hey, now. <laughs> <laughs> so I will. I will try. So I think I also still have I mean, free parking your, on yeah. game days because I don't know when that gets cut off. I'm just going to keep trying. <laughs> we'll see when they cut me off on that. 
you know, I, I, we're, we're getting close to, to your time that you need to go to, to a different call. And I want to be mindful of that. Um, what kind of final thoughts do you have as you leave? I, I, I don't expect like the, uh, a version of George Washington's good, you know, <laughs> goodbye speech. I mean, you are, you are our George Washington in terms of, of the, um, the, the supporter owner board member. I hope you, I hope you realize that. So you're going to, you're, you're going to be the, you're going to, I don't know if you have wooden teeth or not, but you're still, you're still our George Washington. So any, any final thoughts you have as, as you leave or, um, you know, things that you just want to share with the, with the couple of people that still listen to this? Well, to go off the George Washington thing, I was telling Jamie in that on Monday, he said, you know, why didn't you run again? And I said, I never planned to. If you had asked me September 2019, I would have told you this was going to be a one term thing for me, because I think the point of the role is to bring a new voice into the room. And if that voice is there too long, then it loses its impact. So I think I always, you know, had always planned for this day. Uh, it looks a little bit different. Um, I do think that, you know, maybe about COVID, if I'd gotten to do some more of the fun stuff, um, gotten to interact with the players more and gotten to interact with people more, I'd probably be a little bit uh, more verklempt than I am right now. But, yeah. um, you know, it's been such a great experience. And I appreciate everyone that I've gotten a chance to talk to, even if I don't think they were particularly pleased with me. And I've appreciated all the people who were. And, just the number of people who, you know, if I was picking up takeout, like someone would come up to me and be like, hey, you know, I'm a sports shareholder. Great to meet you. And um, I'd chat with them about the team. And it was, you know, CFC has always been something that connected so many people in the community. But, and I've known that, but to be someone who's a little more recognizable and get to make that connection so easily has been really nice. And um, it's given me something super interesting to put on my resume. <laughs> So yeah. um, if you, you know, if you go to my firm bio, that's on there. Although I guess I'll have to have them update it with 2019 through 2021. It's not what I expected for a lot of reasons, but I don't, I wouldn't, well, I, there are things I would change. <laughs> Let's not go that far, but um, it's been a really great experience and I've learned a lot and I'm sad that I will no longer have the inside scoop on things. I'm going to really miss that, but uh, at least I know what jerseys you're getting next year. And so I'll always have that. Well, if you want to just describe them, nobody listens. Jeremy doesn't listen. It's weird. They're going for Paisley next year. Paisley. Like okay, all of them were just lots of Paisley. Nice. Nice. Uh -huh. I see what you're doing. Okay. I don't know. They're actually, there were some, there was, they're doing some interesting things with stripes on some of them. There was one that we were all in the meeting, just like that one. Stripes or hoops? Ooh, stripes. Oh. Oh. So. You give away, if you give away stripes or hoops, uh, that's a, oof. I'm just saying. So there's, there were a couple of, couple of stripes ones, but um, that one people, that one got a reaction out of people. So. Hmm. Well, I know what I'm asking uh, Merch Booth now, next time I see him. So. <laughs> Well, I mean, you we're know what? Still... There's, there's a there's a couple of there's a couple of people in the CFC organization that you don't want to be uh, when when you're talking to Jim. One is over the CFC merch booth. Number two is the person responsible for the schedule. Those are the two <laughs> people you absolutely don't want to be. You're under so much pressure every single time you talk to them. You know you're going to yeah. get asked, 
when is the new merch? What does the jerseys look like? And two. Uh, you, 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 I think you've got my cell number, so you can just text me some pictures if you, if you've got them. So. <laughs> All right, Claire, it, hey, it's it's been great. You know, I, it's it's you know, Todd, I was I was talking to her. You know, I, that we, we talked, we spoke. I believe we spoke with her like really soon after she was selected two years ago, which means we've been doing this for two years, which yeah. I. I, I'm I'm a little shocked that we still are, but um, it, it's been a pleasure to get simply to know because you. no one can stop us. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, not even if they tried. Um, it, it was a pleasure to get to know you. The little bit we did, you know, I, I thank you for your willingness to come on and talk to us, and uh, and your willingness to to run to to be that, as Todd said, the guinea pig for uh, for all the supporter owners, and I hope to see you at the at the game this weekend and um yeah so i don't know todd do you have any do you have any final parting thoughts oh no just that once just to reiterate what jim said thanks for coming on thanks for toler- tolerating our shenanigans <laughs> on here and uh and putting yourself out there and uh, thank you for your uh, two years of service thank you and it was great to be on and yeah i'll see you at the game saturday <laughs> thanks bye guys yeah, thanks bye bye-bye all right, now's a very special time on the 423 Soccer Podcast. For the first time, I would like to uh, welcome uh, to the podcast uh, the second CFC owner representative, newly elected, uh, just activated today, uh, Jamian Williams. How you doing, Jamian? That's the, I'm more nervous now than I was when I went into the boarding, guys. This is this is the real deal. How you know you made it. <laughs> <laughs> yes you should be you should now, be now there's nervous. now there's expectations yeah yeah yep so you're you're our uh you're our adams so you know we yeah. we told we told claire she's she was our george washington you're our adams so I, yeah. you know if you know where to go but up from from john so hopefully you know that's funny that you say because i actually i said the same thing to her one of the I'm, i met with claire on monday and you know just because i wanted she's the only other person that's done the job right so yep. i wanted to some context and, and uh, she said you know that I, when I asked like well why didn't you choose to run again and she was like it literally didn't even occur to me it was, it was just something that uh, I just didn't I didn't see uh, coming my way and so I said well you just did the whole George Washington thing not to <laughs> your shadow right so so when you guys when you guys like passed today like when the official torch was was there like a secret handshake or is that something that we can't know no, what was no I, I honestly, was I was ready like a- for, uh, I was ready for it. You know, honestly, I was ready for there to be some sort of ceremony and, you know, instead right, of like a, a giant moose head, ropes, they put on, yeah. they, they take off her and put on you. I kind of, I kind of just expected there, I'd walk into a room and instead of a pentagram on the floor, it'd be the CFC logo, you know, yeah. with a bunch mm-hmm. of, a bunch of candles and star ball. Yeah. Hooded, hooded folk. And then, then that would yeah. be it. But no, no, it was actually, um, uh, it was much more innocuous than that. Claire, Claire showed up and, um, everyone thanked her formally, um, as the board for, for her hard work. And then we started on with the minutes. So that was, uh, that was as much to do as there's going to be about it. I think. Well, I think, uh, you just came up with some great ideas for the, uh, when, when you relinquish your crown, uh, oh, I like yeah. the, the, uh, imagery you gave off. I think that's much more fitting for the position. I think I think for the for the sake of making sure that whoever comes on board 
uh, remains humble from that day forth. That's probably the the right call, right? Because <laughs> I'll I'll be honest, uh, the the bordering. I don't know if you've ever been into the uh, the offices for Chattanooga FC, but in that back Look, border, I know I know you think I know you think of, because we're part of this podcast that we have like some uh, level of. Uh, uh, importance that we would get into something oh. like that you are sadly no. sadly no, mistaken. no i it's it's literally just ignorance because i i have no, I have no clue right but um the 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 back boardroom only has one you know it has a, a, a table and a series of chairs and one other piece of furniture and that's a big pac-man arcade machine yep so i walked in and i just I was like, well, this is this is this is how you raise the level of discourse in the city, I guess. If you, if you get a bunch of people around a Pac-Man machine and then talk about soccer. Yeah, the the marbled the marbled halls are a little are a little yeah. ways away for for <laughs> CFC. Uh, so yeah. So um, what you know, I you know you 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 had to answer some questions and oh, I forgot to ask this: are uh, are, are all the minutes going to be delivered from henceforth uh, in shanty form? In shanty form. Uh, no, I can't. I can't put up with that kind of pressure. And it would just be a lot of dollar signs and boring things and second okay. emotions, you know. Uh, you could probably make a refrain out of it. Yeah, you know, I think I think seconded something like that. You know, yeah. I'm working. Yeah. On I think you should work on that. I think <laughs> the I think the board would appreciate would appreciate it. I, I know the supporters would. And maybe maybe you don't deliver it to the board. Maybe that's how you deliver your your uh right. your um minutes to the supporters is is through song well just some sort of troubadour costume you know the oral tradition we need to continue exactly yeah, yeah. i love it it's it's like a scene out of lord <laughs> of the rings like right. a, like a jovial you know yeah campsite song or something yeah i was thinking beowulf um, okay you know right. with less with a little less blood but um you know something out of the so jamie you know, let let me hit you with this, man. Why yeah. and why did you why did you decide to run? Like, I mean, surely there was was it just like just for funsies, or you know, did you have some heartfelt moment where you're like, this is my calling, or uh, what, what? Where was your your point where you're like, I'm throwing my name in the hat and I'm gonna I'm gonna get serious and I'm gonna put together a, a shanty for this? Yeah, sure. Um, I think it's so it's a a funny question because I've gotten a lot of people that have come and asked me, um, well, you know, what, what's your deal? And are, is that like a, is it a protest candidate or are you just there to burn the place down or, or what, what are you, what are you about? And uh, to be honest with you, my whole, what instigated the whole thing is that there's, there's been several issues over the last, you know, 12, 18 months, 24 months, um, where there was just a, an awful lot of outrage on social media um, around just stuff with the club, right? And um, and it seemed like a lot of that outrage was 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 really legitimate. But I would ask people in conversations, in real life conversations, after the fact, I'd say, "Well, you know, what are what are you doing about it besides getting mad on the internet? You know, because I love getting mad on the internet. It's one of my favorite things." Um, but, Ooh, but- yes. But it's not, it's not extremely progressive, right? It doesn't, it doesn't do that much. And so I was just curious, well, what, what are you doing? And they were like, well, I'm going to continue being mad on the internet. And, um, and so I just, I thought to myself, man, this is one of those moments, isn't it? Where, you know, if you don't try something, then, you know, you kind of have yourself to blame really when it comes down to it. So 
I kind of just had that moment where um, I could continue to be mad about something or I could try to fix it. And um, I don't have any illusion that I'm going to be able to fix all the things that I'm personally aggrieved by, but um, I'm going to try. And I think giving it a, a good, a good show is probably the best that I can do. Now, now the question is to why I did a sea shanty. It's, it's literally just a, that was just to stand out because I, I can I could just be some some guy some head on a on a screen that just talked about my platform, um, but frankly that platform wasn't all that distinguishable from everyone else's platform because there were so many really good candidates that I agreed with you know personally, but it was something that um, I hoped let people know um, that I was serious enough to do it, to put in the effort to do something like that. And yet, um, didn't take myself seriously enough that I wasn't willing to, you know, be a little self-deprecating about the whole thing. And, and at the very least, if, uh, if the whole thing goes south then I can just say, I told you so don't vote for me, you know? <laughs> right. Right. So that yeah, is kind of a nice little built in, uh, uh, statement there to be able to just back out and be like well you know you had fair warning i mean you did right, vote yeah. for a guy that that offered a, a, a shanty instead of a uh, an actual uh interview yeah so what uh what are some of those things that you feel like you want to start focusing on man you know like and, and but you have a little i would assume that you have a little bit of a honeymoon period here where where you might be able to go in and before too long at least you're going to be heard a little bit more than maybe once the once everything gets normal but so that first couple of weeks you you're new um you've got some new ideas what what are some of the things that you want to focus on first some maybe some of those touch points that you mentioned that people were angry on the internet about yeah wait Um, a minute forget that jim don't don't try to come in all civil just come in like goldberg and have some like freaking be wearing your championship belt and fireworks going off in the back and a grimace on your face. I'm trying to be professional here, Todd. He's not listened to us before. Sir, sir, this is the four two three soccer podcast. Just so you know, I mean one one thing that I think hasn't been you know um, represented exactly to the fullest is um, is that I and player were both under NDAs, um, so we're we had to sign just to walk into the room we had to sign a non-disclosure agreement so that we, um, because a lot of the stuff that's being talked about in those uh, meetings is, is not only financials and actually the finances are the, you know, um, those are one of the more publicly available parts of it. Right. Mm-hmm. But when you're talking about um, sponsorships, which are tied to real jobs, um, when you're talking about league affairs, which are tied to real jobs, um, and when you're talking about um, front office affairs, which are tied to real jobs, um, just a loose tongue could very easily, you know, um, <laughs> it could indicate to somebody that that their life was about to change, which is not appropriate for me to to come onto a podcast or go on Twitter and say out loud. Like, um, so I have to be really judicious about sure. what I say. Mm-hmm. Um, but to answer your question, um, for me, it was kind of a threefold. Um, situation one is i really and i'll say what you're thinking i i, I really want to reevaluate on corporate partnerships and do what i can to make sure that from this point going forward we're doing some sort of work to align you know the beautiful game is a tool for social progress with what 
um, CFC's mission statement is and uh, come up with some sort of rubric or metric by which we can say, well, these are the ethical standards by which we hold corporate partners. And so um, I don't know exactly what that's going to look like, but that's part of, of my main mission um, going forward. The, the second one is um, making sure uh, that the women's side is not only seen to fruition, but to a point of equity uh, with the men's team. It's just something that's really important to me. And thankfully, it's honestly been handled extremely well up till now um, because Claire has done really, really good work behind the scenes. I don't know how much she said about it during your segment, um, but she's really put in the legwork to make it happen. And then um, the third thing that I wanted to, to make sure of was just improving transparency however I could. Um, now that, again, like for the reasons I just said, because I don't want to toy around with anybody's livelihoods or jobs or anything like that, I have to be careful about what and when I say something, but I intend to have, you know, like a monthly meeting where you can come and talk to me about anything you want to, just the same that you're doing now. And if I can talk about it, then I'll gladly talk about it. And if I can't talk about it, then I'll say, I apologize, but I can't talk about that. And I, I know that that's not going to be perfect and that's not going to satisfy everyone, but I feel like that's something that I would, um, that's a small thing that I can contribute at least to making sure that what what I'm doing behind uh, the boardroom doors is something that you have some sort of perspective into. No, actually, Claire Claire did not have to speak very much about, uh, she didn't speak at all about the Wolfsburg deal. And, you know, Claire never struck me as someone that would, uh, that harped on herself at all. So there's, there's probably tons of things that, that, that she was doing behind the scenes that, and, but she did tell us there were things that she was not able to speak about. And to, to some degree, the Wolfsburg deal was part of that, she explained, right. but, uh, it's like you said, we, we can't know everything out here as much as Jim and I would like to, uh, to, uh, especially Jim would like to know every, uh, about what's coming up. We, we, uh, understand there are limitations and, and, and I, I think that's very reasonable for you to have those expectations. I think, uh, some people probably would go into that posi- uh, position with the with the idea that they're going to be privy to all this and they're going to be able to just tell and share everything. And that's just simply not the case. Well, I mean, just to kind of continue that thought, I'll, I'll be brutally honest with you. Like, let's say that I, I came out like some gigantic bombshell was said today, right? And I decided I was going to burn down the world and come on to the podcast and say it. Um, I think the best case scenario that would come out of that is that I, I would never be allowed into another one of those meetings again, or I would be effectively boxed out through exclusion by the executive committee or something like that. Like there's no, there's no telling what that is, but you, uh, part of being a effective, part of being an effective board member is understanding um, that this is your job and your job is to be, to use what the seat has in order to improve the, the viability of the club and the front office and the players and the, and the supporters. It's not to come up with some juicy, um, you know, sentence for Twitter or something like that. It's to actually try to make people's lives better and improve, um, improve our community through the game that we, we are, are governing. Um, and to try and, and go through and just for the sake of being a firebrand, um, you know, say something that I'm not allowed to say. I just think that's, um, that's kind of shitty, I guess. Yeah, but it makes for good content. Ah, yes. <laughs> yes. No, no, I, I certainly like, appreciate it. You're never coming that. back on here. 
Secretly, he's just like, this is lame, lame, lame. You are uninvited. Yeah. I mean, Jeremy doesn't tell us anything either. I mean, we, we, we've had him, we've had him on like three or four times and he just, you know, he doesn't say anything. Yeah. He, he comes up with creative ways to tell Jim to take a hike when he inquires about, uh, we you know, can't talk about. Uh, well, I actually, I was thinking about stuff that I, I can, I can talk about on this. And I, I think, you know, you, you kind of led one of them and that's, uh, the women's team. I know that, you know, people have been asking what are some tactile things that have been done in mm-hmm. that front. And, um, one is we formally put together the advisory board today for the women's side. So now there actually is a governing body around that and what that means. And I guess that's a, um, it's just a really important step because that takes it away from, you know, just a bunch of dudes in a room. Right. It puts it, puts it into, uh, the hands of, of trusted community leaders and a bunch of um, extremely wise and, and, and knowledgeable women that know um, exactly how to handle this kind of thing and, and, and kind of puts the power into uh, the hands of, of the supporters. And so I was really happy to learn that today because that kind of takes the the governance will no longer really be a board activity. I mean, it will be from an oversight, you know, and budgetary kind of thing, but like that women's advisory committee is going to be completely leaned upon for for its uh, executive function. Well, I think that one thing you just gave us just put a lot of minds at ease as to the involvement of women at the up, upper levels of, of management of, of this team when it comes about. Uh, so thanks thanks for sharing that with us. Yeah. So I I mean I I appreciate you sharing it with us and the and the couple of people who still listen to us. Um, <laughs> but do do you know what uh, what publicity will be um, shared about the advisory group and who is on it and for those who don't listen or aren't as plugged in as as others will have an idea of some tangible things that they can see that point to the direction of the of the women's side. Yeah, I, I I don't know that. Um, to be honest with you, I don't think it's been completely formed. I know for a fact that there are two seats that haven't been filled yet um, that are going to be chosen by that board itself. And so, um, it, you know, I'm in fact I'm not even 100 percent sure that everybody that is on the board has formally accepted it. Maybe they were waiting on you know getting the all clear from the from the board itself. So mm-hmm. I, I guess I just. I don't know that answer. And to, to be honest, that's a, that's another example of something that is, I think sometimes the board is held to, um, but it's completely an operational function. Right. Uh, and I think that that's one of those things that maybe I, I won't do a very good job of this, but there are segments of things that are um, completely in Jeremy's hands that may never come to the board because that's an operational thing. And comms is one of those things, right? So when it comes down to it, like how well are you communicating things? Um, that is, it's somebody's job in the front office. And when that person does their job, um, then Jeremy, you know, manages that exactly the way that he does today. And, um, it's the board's function not to say, Oh, well, you need to communicate this and you need to communicate that. It's to course correct him because we're, you know, in essence, his boss. Right. And so, you know, when, when we can, um, I think the answer is going to be that the board provides guidance to Jeremy, but never um, explicit instruction. 
So what you just said was, ask Jeremy. Got it. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess that does sound like passing the ball. But I, I, the brutal truth is that the brutal truth is that I don't, I don't know the answer. So no, that's fine. I mean, that's that's a that's a good answer. I mean, I, I mean it's and, I, and probably one that I, um, I mean, I would expect. I mean, it, it is it is a functional area of the of the front office. And but hey, I got to ask. You were in the you were in the room. We weren't in the room. So. <laughs> we we got to ask, um, you know, getting, getting just about, uh, and you can, you can answer this as a supporter. You can answer this. Well, I guess you can't really take off your board member hat, but uh, right. now it's, it's, it's firmly affixed for two years, but, you know, moving to kind of the on-field things uh, it's been a bumpy couple of weeks for the club, at least on the pitch. And um, yeah, I don't know if, if, if that has, if that came up at all uh, in terms of recent, um, you know, recent results or, um, what kind of where, from where you sit and you could just talk just for yourself here. Um, how, you know, how are you, how are you feeling about kind of where the club is? We're almost, I guess we've got two more matches and then we'll be halfway through the, the fall season. So, um, I mean, it's, I don't think this is, I don't think it's rocket science. And I don't think anybody, anybody be shocked to say that we're, um, not do not performing the way we'd like to, but, uh, like what, what do you see from where you sit? You know, it's, it's, I think it's fair to say that, that, you know, it sucks to lose. I don't, I don't think that that's, <laughs> that's not a controversial statement. Right. right. So mm-hmm. I, I do know that, you know, there's a lot of things going into it right now. Um, I know that we're not performing that great. I, I still have um, the utmost faith in the team and, and in the leadership of the team. And I think, um, one thing that is going to prove itself over the next, um, over the next season is, you know, we have, what is it, 12 more games that we're ultimately going to, to play for season points. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I think that maybe looking at it from a player perspective, it's, it's hard sometimes because, you know, you have a, a streak of losses that are really disconcerting. And especially if, um, you know, looking around the team, if, if there aren't a lot of people that have encountered that kind of, um, experience before, then it can get really disheartening too, because you're looking for other people that have had that experience. Um, and, and maybe, you know, not finding as many of them. Um, but the truth is, is that that experience happens to literally every soccer player. Every soccer player knows what it's like to be in a slump. Every player knows what it's like to lose multiple matches. Uh, and it, it sucks. Um, but it always comes back. And, and, um, I think, I think there, there really has to be, um, some, some evaluation, I think, on the player side and in, in the, in the locker room, um, about, you know, just what their own personal experience is. Maybe just taking a deep breath and saying, um, we're going to be okay. Try not to let the mental slump, um, overcome what good can be done. And how much more work can be done throughout the rest of the season? Um, from a supporter standpoint, it's a, it's a bummer. I like being there when we win. I like cheering when we win. But I mean, I'm, I wouldn't be much of a supporter if I was only there on days that we won. Right. I try very I try very hard to um, to frame my own supporter experience as um, an experience with the community and not an experience with winners or losers. And so it's important to me to go around and to fist bump and hug necks and talk to people and, and, and 
listen to people's stories and um, and have that be just as fulfilling as, as winning. Um, so it's to me the only equation in which if the true loss is um, if we you know stop going to games or if I if I stop being a supporter just because I was a fair weather fan or something like that. Well, the 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 results on the pitch is certainly an objective way of of you know grading performance of at least part of the club, but there are yeah. other there are other parts. Uh, you know, I if um, there's more to a soccer club than just the the ninety minutes that are on the pitch. Um, when you, especially when you look at the mission that the club has and the club, and I know Jeremy, you know, if he said it to us once, he said it you know a dozen times that every meeting starts with the reading of the mission and. And and there's there they the decisions they make are really mission focused, and mm -hmm. we've heard you know we've heard some other things like from the foundation and from other things that are, are where we are, the the club is you know building its presence in the community. So taking we've talked about on the pitch, off the pitch, um, in in terms of how the club is integrated into the community and, and impacts the community. How, where do you see us there? Um. So first off, just to backtrack a second um you're absolutely right and i can totally affirm and i was actually struck by it today because um jeremy led with the meeting um with the mission um and i i loved that because i was i was prepared to break it out to try to achieve an agenda um and he 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 had it ready and mm -hmm. i i stand by that because um soccer as a tool for relationship building is, is um is the reason that i personally own this club and why i'm talking to you now um, I think there is an incredible amount of momentum um, behind what we're doing for the academy and um, for OGA. Uh, OGA in, in general is, if you think about it, I think one of the less talked about arms of um, the CFC, you know, umbrella. But if you think about it, like those are those are kids that are getting fed and, and getting, uh, you know, attention and leadership and guidance when they may not ever get that anyhow else. And, and stuff like that is just incredible. Um, I, I think that for my money, the efforts being done by the different arms of the CFC umbrella are just as demonstrative of success as what's happening out um, uh, on the pitch and, and absolutely more. And those are real lives that, that, um, are, are far beyond goals in the net. Um, those are people that are, are seeing real and tactile change, um, throughout, throughout, you know, a bunch of children's lives. And that's just, it's freaking incredible. And I, I love it the more that I hear about it. Jamie, thanks for bringing that up because it was announced, I think, uh, either late last week or early this week that, uh, Operation Get Active, uh, aka OGA, uh, had uh, branched out. Uh, up here in uh, Bradley County, uh, where where I reside, and I was thrilled to death to see that. And and thanks again for bringing it up for this reason. It's easy for uh, I think uh, fans because at, at at the root of it, you know, we're we're all fans, right? We all like to show up and root the team on, and we all leave feeling a little better um, uh, with, when we leave with a, a win. But there is a bigger picture. There is a mission statement, and and that's. Uh, you know, for, for the casual fan or for somebody, you know, that, that, that can get, that can get blurred even, even for myself, you know, and then I got to step back and realize that, you know, it's more about the, it's, it's more than just the wins and losses on the field. Um, but they do feel good when we get the, get the win, <laughs> oh, but uh, it's, yeah. but it's, but it, 
but at, but at the same time, it's it's just as important that we're making an impact off the field because those people that we're having an impact on off the field uh, later in life, you know, you're building for that for them to uh, maybe come back around to the club in some way and and contribute. So you got to look at it like a kind of a planning for the future and building for the future. Well, and just to reiterate, Todd, I mean, I, I think um, again, I, I love winning. I, you're never gonna gonna send me a menu and then you know say oh do you want the the night where we win or the night where we don't win <laughs> that's like that's a that's a, a pretty straightforward ask um but if the question is how much fulfillment do you get out of being a supporter um, of, of cfc just an incredible amount because when you when you look at just the, what you're talking about right there expanding into private county um how many actual lives will be changed by a community involvement in that way. Um, and that is just so much. I mean, we're not trying to be an European club, I know, but like it just, it, it mimics a lot of the community tie-ins um, that I think you really have to seek in order to be not only a successful football club, but a successful community force. And I think when you look at the mission statement, um, do we aim to be a successful soccer club? Yeah, absolutely. Um, do we aim first most to be a driver of relationship building and, uh, and improving lives? Yeah, that's, that's the, that's the number one thing. Well, let me, let me kick it this way a little bit. We, we got, we obviously, we, we like what we got. We like our, where we're headed, uh, maybe not in this moment where we're headed on the field, maybe not in this particular moment in time. But we, in general, we do, and we like what we got going on off the field. How do you see us growing this? I always think it's interesting to hear people's uh, personal philosophies about, you know, growing a local club and like, I mean, because it's okay if your vision isn't the board's vision and that sort of thing. But you personally, how do you see uh, CFC grow, continuing to grow? Yeah, um, to me, it's an engagement factor. Um, I, I so growth, growth is a, a a strange term because we can take it a couple different ways. Are we growing as a club? Yes. Are we growing as a league? Yes, absolutely. But how do we grow as a community uh, based around or coalesced around those things? Um, is a different story, and that that really like requires a um, a phrase I heard today is is growth oriented mindset, and um, I think. There is a difference between when you come to a Chattanooga FC game as a casual watcher of the game um, and as a consumer of, of media and experience and um, when you come to a CFC game as a, as a driver of community. Because when you start making that subtle shift you, you start doing these wild things such as picking up a drum or going and standing uh, next to, next to these maniacs that are, are singing around in 109, or even more subtly, um, you realize that, you know, maybe we need to clean up an extra beer can on your way to the trash can or something like that. And it's, you start finding yourself drawing more and more into ownership. You find yourself, um, going down to the wall to shake the player's hands because you realize that they put their all into it no matter what. Um, and you find yourself actually watching out for experiences and your, and your, your fellow people and your fellow supporters um, that maybe everybody's having as, as good of a time as you are. And I am not going to at all diminish 
um, the experience of somebody that's coming to the CFC game for the first time. That's that's not at all what I'm talking about. But um, I do see an objective of mine is finding creative ways to plug into the fan base um, so that they see it not just as something you do, um, but something you're a part of. What we normally start with, and I and I didn't even I, didn't, I forgot to ask this, is really, um, you know, how did you get connected to CFC? Let's just go back to the beginning. How, how did you how did you find uh, CFC and and fall in love with the Blues? Yeah, so um, I I'm pretty much uh, a, a victim of the story that I just kind of outlined, right? Because I I went to the um, to the very first game back in back in the day well the first time again and um like i i wore my inaugural pin to uh uh to the board meeting today because i've i've been here since the since the beginning um now i have never been very very oh you have it too we were talking about how many of these actually exist in the wild and Mm -hmm. yeah uh tim kelly didn't even have one he was like oh man Will you trade? I'd um, so anyway, the, for me, it was, um, there were years, guys, years where I, I just enjoyed going to the games and being part of it. And, um, the sights and the sounds and the game itself. And admittedly at the beginning, I didn't know that much, but, um, I think when it came down to it, the novelty of, um, being there kind of shifted into, um, the engagement of being part of the China hooligans and, and being over there. And then, then it was just, it was a fun thing, right? Where I got to scream and yell and cheer and all that stuff. And then I, I realized that I, I, um, the people that were standing around me were becoming increasingly part of my own community and they were mm-hmm. friends. They were people that I started you know, missing when they weren't there and, and asking about, you know, between games and, and, and talking to. And, going out with and um, eventually that turned into engagement with the China Wolven organization as an organization um, trying to help set up and tear down and where can I get plugged in and what can I do I didn't do a great job of all that but most of that is is due to the sacrificial work of, of people like Galen and, and Breezy um, but really translated into me getting more and more plugged into the actual community side of things and then that's what led me to play drums. And that's what led me to walk around at halftime and, and say hi to people. And I realized that kids love coming and playing the drums. So we on the drum corps came up with this thing where we wanted the kids to come and play all the spare drums that we had. And everybody loves it. And that, looking at that kind of thing made me realize um, it was a lot more, a long time ago, a lot further back than I'd like to admit. It stopped being about the game on the field and started being about the the people in the stands. And so um, I think that was the turn for me. And what what you're talking to me about now is um, the, I guess, the logical progression of that. Great. Oh, let me let me follow with that. You're, you're talking about it, it, that's what it, you know, the, the focus of the of the experience changed for you. Do you think that? When the team decided to transition from an amateur to a professional side, do you think that we temporarily lost that, that focus? 
No, no, no. I don't. I don't think. Well, I want to give you an honest answer because I'm, I'm, I'm compelled to say no. But I want to really think about it. Because to me, no, Todd. I don't think that had anything to do with the community around it. I think there was a lot going on at that time. That has to do with Chattanooga mm-hmm. in general and what the community, the soccer community in Chattanooga um, is is built around. Um, but I don't think that the decision to switch from amateur to pro um, took any bit of that experience away. Um, in fact, if anything, it prepared the, um, the front office and the team for uh, giving a, a professional experience and that game day experience, the high quality game day experience is kind of the, the thing that we covet every time that the doors open is we want everyone to go in there and have the highest quality professional experience. Um, now, I think the actual turn into, you know, how do you turn from being a spectator into being an engager? Um, I don't think it matters if it's, amateur or pro or what the situation around that is what that takes is somebody coming to you in the stands and handing you a drum or shaking your hand and giving you a scarf or saying hey i'm uh i'm jim i'm I'm just i'm curious what your story is and why don't you come over and join us or why don't you cheer for this or hey can i get you a beer or whatever whatever that engagement is people want to feel like they belong to a community um, and if you're in the stands, you already belong to that community. It's just getting plugged into to the people around you. Um, and when people start doing that, people start asking, oh, hey, where's so-and-so at? Um, that change from a level of spectatorship to a level of concern for the people around you, I don't think there's a whole lot that the front office can do to, to take away from that, is, is my opinion. How big of an impact has COVID had on on that type of uh, interaction with uh, with other fans? Oh, just I mean, I can't. I don't think it can be overstated. Um, honestly, like there's there's if you're talking about um, a, a vicious disease, which is um, it's predicated on the fact that people can't be close to each other. Um, I don't. I don't. I, I can't even think of a, a hyperbole to, to, to assign to it because it's just, um, it's just been devastating. Now, I think the club and the front office have really, um, have done a good job navigating it as, as well as you can expect. Um, but insofar as what the effect is of COVID on the community, um, it's been just terrible. I, I think that there's a lot of people that, care and i've you know when my friends in the community um and people that i care deeply about are affected by covid i think it's it's demonstrative that you know when people are reaching out to each other that that community still exists and everybody still cares and, and they do um but it really sucks to to not be close to each other at games um it really sucks to, that the tailgate experience is uh, was hit so hard because that was so central to to my own experience. Um, I, I just I don't know what else to tell you. It was it was terrible. It was terrible. You're starting a new role. You've had just a little glimpse of it today. What what are you most excited about um, getting to do in in this role as the supporter owner board member? 
Yeah. Um, I, I think for me, um, it's just being able to demonstrate my commitment and my, my loyalty to the, um, to the community experience by trying to take on a more, um, I guess strategic role, however possible. Um, like I kind of said at the beginning, when, when something happens that I disagree with, my options up until now, I didn't really, I, I felt like I didn't have much of one except just to be mad about something. Um, and now I, I, and that's not really a healthy way to live. Um, so I, I'm just, I'm excited to have avenues by which I can try to make change and affect change. Um, I'm excited about ways that I can, um, the inverse of that, that I can say, well, I think this is really good and I would like to see more of this. And, and I think that we should do, do more of it. Um, and then on the, um, kind of a tertiary viewpoint is I get to listen to other people's stories. And one of my favorite things to do at games and um, events around CFC is just talk to people and just say, Hey, well, what, what did, what have you liked or what have you not liked? Um, and you know, before, the natural conclusion of that conversation would be like, well, yeah, that sucks. Or, <laughs> or, or, you know, yeah, that is really nice. And now this kind of gives me a little bit more latitude to, um, kind of take that and say, you know what, maybe we should actually, um, formalize these mechanisms around the game day experience so that we see less of the stuff that sucks and more of the stuff that, that we really like seeing. Um, and I hope if, if I can even play the smallest part in that, um, I guess that sphere of change, um, then that's just awesome. Great. Todd, do you have anything, anything else before we, we give this man his evening back? I, I can give you a, a, a juicy tidbit. How about this? I can give you another one. Okay. Um, we're going to get some special merch, uh, here in a few weeks. I'm hoping, um, I don't know the timeline yet because it, it just has to be with, uh, when Hummel ships them, but it's a, I, I, it starts with a J, <laughs> wait, no, uh, starts with an L and rhymes with long sleeved jersey. So, okay. Well, you know, Claire, Claire mentioned, Claire wow. mentioned something about, wait about merch. And so you, hey, you wait, bring, way to sit on that one, buddy. Yeah. yeah. I, I, did I, <laughs> wait, I know. Was, was I too subtle? No. Yeah. I don't, uh, most of our listeners probably won't pick up on that, to be honest. Yeah. Um, good, good. So I, I, you know, and, and David doesn't listen. Jeremy doesn't listen. Owen doesn't listen. So you're cool. I mean, you don't have to worry about, <laughs> and I know Paul doesn't listen. So, you know, you don't have to worry about the board perspective. So, right. Um, Thanks. You're, yeah. You're, you're, you're cool. You're cool there. No, so, um, this has been really great. Is there anything that I can, I can, answer for you guys before i leave i mean there's a lot of stuff you could probably you could, well i don't know well what we'll, you know we have to wait for another couple of board meetings and we, we don't a lot know of how, stuff far, you how far in you're <laughs> right yeah. yeah we don't know how far in you are yet yeah. well wait wait till i you know wait till like my third board meeting or something like that right then, then there'll be a ton of stuff you could answer for well then you can just yeah i'll, I'll give you the same amount of information right not to your satisfaction you'll be like oh, that assholes <laughs> well let's <laughs> let, let me let me ask you this uh, you're you're the you're the new rep. Did you ever approach Claire uh, previous to deciding to run yourself? Did you ever approach her with any issues you were having? Uh, no, I didn't. Well, I guess on that, you know, when we spoke to her, you know, I, I re, uh, and I've talked about this several times on the podcast. But that is the one aspect that makes this club 
different from other clubs. You know, I've been I've been like mocked on Twitter uh, for the idea that my voice matters in my club, and it and quite frankly, it pisses me off when somebody does that. But then I have to think to myself, you know what? They're not a part of a club that has that culture or even the ability to be able to do something like that. They have no recourse other than, you know, calling the ticket person and complaining. You know, yeah. they have no, you know, we're one degree removed from that boardroom, like through you. And so it is a cultural thing for people to understand the kind of impact they can have. Like if I hear something about CFC and I don't approve of it, I have a, a you know, straight beeline to the boardroom via the rep. Uh, yeah. So, so it's it's interesting uh, that, I, and, and we talked about it with Claire that people still don't, uh, I guess, um, truly uh, use that avenue as as a as a way to communicate their their desires to to the club, and and I and I think they should. So, I guess my my question to you is like, how can people in moving forward? How are people going to be able to get in touch with you? Uh, how are they going to uh, what's the best way that they do that sure. social media email otherwise yeah absolutely so um, kind of like I said in the beginning uh, my intent is to have um, I guess you could view them as office hours but I don't I don't think that that's a, really the right phrasing for it like I'm going to have a monthly meeting like this a Zoom meeting with just anybody uh, anybody that's an owner can come uh, and, and talk and just... I would steer clear of town hall terminology Town <laughs> hall seem to never go good. <laughs> no, I mean it's I I I know that it's not going to. There's a lot of uh, frustrations to to air, um, and that you know that's that's fair. Uh, and like I said, if I can answer something, I will. And if I can't, I can't. Um, but until then, um, my uh, my email is is pretty easy. It's Jamie at ChinaGoC.com, um, and uh, I'll be on Twitter as CFC underscore rep. Um, I really, if I could encourage anything, just don't, I don't like Twitter. I don't like doing Twitter. I, it, it pisses me right off. There's a lot of manufactured outrage. If you come to me on Twitter and, and, and you're pissed off about something, I'm more than likely going to ask, you know, for your number so I can call you and so that we can talk about whatever's going on. Um, but that said, I mean, it's a way to, it's a way to get in touch with me because that's an avenue. Um, to kind of build on what you're saying. So you're, you're not a fan of Twitter. You would rather us reach out on Facebook. Oh, I'd rather you come to me on uh, MySpace, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have a GeoCities account? We could. Yeah, I do. Yeah, just hit me up on the GeoCities. Yeah, so if you're over, if you're over fifty, reach out on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey. Ah. Like, you know what? If, if, if you reach out on Facebook, then you'll have my. Uh, my my Californian octogenarian aunt to contend with because she'll leave a she'll leave a little uh you know one of those emoji like the emoji backgrounds you know yeah, where right. somebody's really happy but it's like you know my best friend just died or something like <laughs> um but hey to, to kind of build off something you said I don't I don't I think one strength that is um frankly going underappreciated is the whole governance around CFC is really accessible. Um, Jeremy is not a difficult guy to get in touch with. If you want to talk to the guy himself, the managing director of CFC, 
um, if you reach out in good faith and, and ask him to, to have a conversation, I can pretty much guarantee you that he's going to, he's going to follow through on that conversation. Um, I think it's just like real life. If you go to anybody and you are, have a legitimate concern and you kindly ask if, if you can engage with that person, you know what, then you're going to get a seat. Um, and if you know, you're just mad for the sake of being mad and confrontational for the sake of being confrontational, then, you know, I don't know how well that'll work. Um, for me, I'm, my constituency is the supporters and the owners of, uh, Chattanooga FC, but even more importantly, it's the community built around those things. And so that is what I will serve first. And then after that, um, it's all I seen on the cake. Jim, do you have any uh, initial requests for Jamian? No, I mean not 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 that I'm going to put on you know on the on the podcast. Maybe maybe after after we stop recording. <laughs> I, I know there's been a, a big push for like a four dollar beer. Uh, I would like to make a move for four dollar yeah. manganadas. Yes, four dollar manganadas. I don't know how that works. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how that works with 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 uh, tacos Jalisco and you know yeah. maybe the club supplements in the other two. I don't know how that works, but. Uh, four dollar manganadas. Four dollar, uh, yes. I, I, dude, you know what's funny is, is I, I'm joking about that a little bit, uh, but a little bit not. Um, I noticed the manganada, Jim. This might be you and I direct influence has started to uh, permeate throughout the uh, stands. Have you noticed this from your yes. perch high above the uh, the stadium? Yeah, the there's you know, I and I don't know, Jamie. Do you know what a manganada is? Have you have you experienced the? Is the that the sliced fruit with? Uh, that's sold at the taco place. Is well, yeah. So it's, it's, it's not the sliced fruit, although that looks really good too. I've not had that. It's just, so it's a, it's a frozen manganata. That's, I mean, frozen mango and lime and sugar um, with a couple of co- Mexican condiments on it. So one is a, one is called uh tahine, which is, mm. which is salt and uh, salt and, and some pepper, some chili and some lime. And then, um, What's the other? I can't think. I'm like I'm drawing chamoy. a blank. Yeah, chamoy, chamoy, which is a, a a Mexican condiment. So it's 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 like sweet and spicy and I don't know. It's I all will tell the things. You, all the things. I will tell you right now, Todd. I, I I don't know about the 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 stands, but the press box is full of manganadas now. Um, now Dude, that, that is all you. Like Taco Salisco, like they owe you a little kickback yeah. on that. Like maybe a free manganada. Yep. Jeremy won't do Jeremy won't have one because he's he's a little I mean I mean he's he's a little stitious. I mean he may even be superstitious. Um so um he Well he, he just sees the hold that the manganata has on you and I and he don't want to be gripped like that. Yeah, I guess I guess I guess not. But we'll yeah, we'll we'll need to it's it's the official drink of the four two three soccer pod, Jamie. So we will I'll I need to treat you to one. Um I did get Samantha Prutch. Uh, Prooch, sorry, um, she she is now addicted to the manganata, so it has reached Nisa levels now. Um, Wait a minute, did you did you do that in person or was that over like in person? In person, she was there in person. Yeah, she was there for the Detroit game and uh, asked what what we had, and she went down and got one, and she is now a big proponent of. of Look at you, sir! Do you understand the power you wield? Like heavy is the head, is the head right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, he's he's understood for far too long. Oh yeah, I've, yeah, yeah. So, 
but you know, I mean, no, I, I've really appreciated this, Jamie, and I hope I hope you, um, I hope this is the only time that we get to talk to you. I mean, it's it's easy to get in touch with you. So if you want to talk, um, we can talk about way more boring stuff or whatever, whatever you want. I'm down. It's and, and I'm pretty easy to find at a game too. So if you, yeah. if you want to come, if anybody that's listening to this wants to come to to talk to me at a game, I'm. I'm right there in one and I, and I'll be playing the same drum dressed like the same wild person that I've always dressed as. So. Was the advice of Claire to not come on the podcast the first or second thing she said to you? <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> I said, was was uh, Claire's advice to not come on the our podcast the first or second thing she said to you? Oh, no, did she... Honestly, uh, she never once. Uh, I think you you guys are dead to her. Pretty yeah, much. yeah. That, that's that's that's. Ah, uh, yeah, seems... exactly. Even more damning. I will say, and and I have I can I can tell this is text. He uh, we did get uh, uh, instructions from Jeremy uh, today, and in, in in via text, he said, "Remember, today was Jamie's first day at school. Be nice to him tonight." <laughs> well, that's uh that's adorable. Actually, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm so I guess you let it slip that that you were um, that you were slumming tonight, and, um, and but we we appreciate the the time that you spent with us, and the, and uh, and I you know I really appreciate the fact that is I really wasn't sure who would run or or what what you know who would be out there. Uh, I even toyed with the idea of doing it myself until I and I called Jeremy or ta- I can't remember maybe emailed him and said, hey, do you guys have good candidates there? Are you happy with with the folks? Um, and and he was like, yeah, we've got we've got I think four local people and I think man nine total. And I was like, cool, because I, I want to keep podcasting and I want to keep talking about stuff, and I won't be able to talk about that stuff if I have to sign one of those agreements. So you would have been. You can been you imagine? Like, I can't imagine you having inside. Actually, it'd be perfect role reversal for you to have the inside knowledge but not be able to say anything. Right. You might yeah, actually I, implode. I, I think you would have been really good at it. So, yeah, so, well, yeah. I appreciate that, but I am so glad that we've got. I'm so glad that you're doing it and that you you stepped up and uh, and are taking on that role. And you know, I've heard from supporters of other clubs uh, online uh, that they were excited about your um, your candidacy and and that you were the person who was chosen. So um, I'm I'm looking forward to to getting to know you better and to talk with you more about about CFC going through your your two year, uh, I mean, well, I don't know who knows if we're going to be still doing this two years from now. I mean, nobody listens now. So it's not like, it's not like we're really beholden to any metrics or analytics. So. Yeah. Why? Well, um, I mean, yeah. What, 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 what sort of ridiculous rumor should we drop here? And you just say it came out of the board support. Oh yeah. Jeremy, <laughs> Jeremy knows where the brain of JFK is. It's oh, cool. Awesome. <laughs> It's buried under the uh, under the, the center line. So there you go. That's <laughs> I, I will say there there was one time I did I did I did say something about uh, if you've made it this far in the podcast, just respond to me in Twitter. Just just say I can't remember if we had a word or not. And then anybody who said the word, I sent them a sticker. I think I only sent out three stickers. So that that tell, that should tell you, right. Um, yeah. We made it this far. Retweet, retweet us at yeah. uh with with hashtag JFK. Yeah, give give us a hashtag JFK, and I'll come over and, and smack you upside the head for wasting oh, awesome. <laughs> wasting that great joke on you. 
<laughs> All right. Well, uh, again, that, that was uh, Jamie Williams, the new second, our John Adams, the, the second uh, board member, supporter, owner, board member for CFC. Jamie, it was great to spend some time with you and uh, look forward to seeing you at the match on Saturday. Thanks a lot, guys. All right. Thanks. Take care. And thanks again to Jamie Williams, the, the new supporter, owner, board member. That is, you know, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, that's a lot to say. So the CFC board member, board that's rep, CFC board, board rep, member rep, member rep I don't know. Board you know, member rep, owner rep, SOB member, SOB member. I don't know. We're struggling with that. We're going to have to come up with something better. It, I mean, it's supporter. Well, man, I think it's, it's it's a lot of errors. Yeah, it's the supporter owner rep thing. Yeah, whatever. So, but we talked to both I, of I them. I don't know, man. But yeah, and Claire, I mean, hats off to her for, like I said, just sticking, putting herself out there for the past two years. I mean, there's no way that she could have known that she was going to have the challenges that she did. And I think she, uh, she did a great job wading into those, uh, I mean, uncharted waters of number one being the board rep for the owners number two doing that job through a pandemic how best this i mean uh, it, there's so many things that that she encountered and so many and the club in general has in the past two years but uh big a lot a lot of respect for her and and the job she's done over over the past couple of years yeah and she's and she's taken time out to speak with us a couple of times we we spoke with her right when she was appointed and about halfway through and then and then now she took some more time to kind of chat with us as she was going out. So I, I appreciate that. And I really appreciate Jamie and taking some time. I know he was, he was busy the rest of the week and we kind of squeezed him into this Wednesday night. That's when we were recording. Um, and I really appreciate him taking some time out of the only free night he had to sit down and chat with the two of us. So, um, you know, that I really appreciate it and um, really loved what he had to say. I, I think, I think uh, after you listen to him talk, I think it's pretty clear that we we've chosen wisely again, and we've got a really good person sitting in that room who has the the, the thoughts and and wants of the supporters uh, in his mind as he uh, yeah, advocates. I really, I really think that came through. I mean, what more can you ask for? Not much, not much. But uh, what we can really ask for maybe is. Uh, not from, I don't know that uh, he will have much impact on this. I think the, the, the guys on the field will have a bigger, well, we, a bigger impact on it. We, what we really want is a win this weekend. So we're going to need everybody out at Finley Stadium. Again, we're playing San Diego 1904. Um, we are, you know, CFC has lost four out of the last six. Uh, we really need a win for multiple reasons to get three points on the board, to build some momentum going into the, the middle part of the schedule. Um, and just to help my you know, outlook on life, <laughs> right. And my outlook on Twitter, you know, so, so yeah, let's, let's hope. Ooh, we, let's, you know what? I think, I think you've overlooked uh, a big impact that Jamie could have immediately on the squad. What that? about a motivational uh, sea shanty? shanty? Oh, yeah. yeah we really, yes. We should have. Yes. yes. Yeah. So, you know, if Jamie, I mean, if, if you're if listening to this, if that won't motivate the boys to, to bring home a double, I, don't know what I mean, yeah, exactly. Right. Yep. So that I, I think you would that, have to be over, you'd have to be over the top hyped after something like that. Right. And I think that would, he would be building um, some, you know, a new like precedent for future board members. So, 
you know, Claire, Claire built some precedents so he can, he can continue to build those expectations going forward uh, for all future board members to have to share their thoughts um, at some point via the sea shanty. I think it sounds good to me. So Todd, I think we, we officially ran out of things to talk to. Yeah, this is, going, this, this is going to be a long one. I don't really know how long, but it's probably going to be a long one. So uh, let's, let's let the people go and uh, hopefully we will see you this weekend when CFC plays San Diego 1904, a 7.30 kick, right? Is it a 7.30 kick at Finley? 7.30 kick. Yep. And so that means if you get there at 6.30, you can go over to the taco stand, get your manganata, get up, you know, get into the stands and get ready for uh, CFC to take on the team from San Diego. So uh, until then, Todd, I hope you have a good rest of your week and go CFC. My dogs are barking. It's driving me crazy. Go Blues.